Bush and Richie here with another edition of your daily takeaway. And I tell you what, we need to start before we even get into the show that you're about to hear. Richie's takeaway before the Arsenal game. I'm obsessed with it. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm a survivor. OK, uh, yesterday I got to the ground a little bit early and uh, I'd got all my me, uh, me food options uh, mixed up. So I ended up buying a burger uh, from one of the old pie carts. You know, the mobile ones that turn up on the street corners on a match day. Do you know what? Because when we, you took us a little team night out to watch... Yeah. Uh, uh, um, your manager loses his job, em- Emery. Emery. Uh, <laughs> Back in the day. We watched that last game, yeah. We did, didn't we? But um, we, I went past a couple of Arsenal ground burger vans, and they all smelt pretty damn good. I was thinking, there's good quality burgers down here. Uh, yeah, I, I always salute the people that have um, changed their front garden into uh, yeah. just, just for the one night and the one night only. <laughs> um, you know, selling stuff out of their house. That's, that's, that's you know, a wonderful piece of entrepreneurship that I reckon Alan Sugar would be proud of. Weirdly enough, when I went to watch Everton in Embarrassingly lose at Fulham a couple of years ago. Uh, there was a lad, and this is just sums Fulham up. Fulham up. Uh, he was selling flapjacks from his front garden. Very Fulham. So Fulham, isn't it? So Fulham. Uh, but yeah, yesterday I bought a, uh, a cheeseburger from one of these things. Now, you know, if you go and... Meat is... You've got to be cautious, haven't you? When it's you know, someone that you don't know where you're going to find them ever again. You haven't necessarily got the food safety certificates up on the wall. Uh, but we're, we're a good 36 hours on from this now, and I'm, I'm a you're survivor, okay? yeah. He's had a full medical check. I've been tapping his knees and everything. He's fine. It just wasn't very warm. That would concern me a little bit. That would concern me somewhat. But I, you can't beat that smell of, uh, you know, um, cup of tea, the, the onions being fried on the on the little grill thing there as well, the cheese frying on top of the burger. Oh, so good. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. How's it going? Hope you're doing OK. Start of a brand new week, like Richie said, which is good, which is a good thing for me because the, the, we're not going to get into this, but the football's been terrible. Not going to get into it. I'm an Everton fan. Uh, we are getting relegated. It seems on a weekly basis we're sliding down the table. So it's awful, but it means it's great timing that uh, this coming weekend I'm going on a lad's walking holiday. Escapism. It is a bit of escapism. Uh, if you remember Adrian Hyatt, lovely Adrian Hyatt, still a member of the Absolute Radio family, it's his birthday, so uh, nine of us going to Hexham in the north of England, renting a cottage in Airbnb, and then uh, we're going to go and walk. I don't think we're going to walk all of Hadrian's walks. I think it's quite long, right? But we're going to go and walk and hike quite a bit of it. In fact, it's the same bunch of guys. You remember when I I phoned into the show when we were walking around the... Where were we? I can't remember where we were. I think you were in the Peak District. Peak District something Good like job that. I remember where you Good, were. My, my, you know, my sense of geography is fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> so, look, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna if, if it goes well, it'll go down, you know, a notch for me about... Um, doing a spectacular walk. Yeah. I don't have that many spectacular walks in the locker that I can boast about. So, little show and tell, first hour of home time tonight to start off a brand new week, a flight of fantasy in many ways. Have you done a spectacular walk? Robbie Knox has tweeted to say, his brother once walked the length of Korea. The length of Korea? The, he doesn't say north or south. <laughs> it, it, it almost insinuates he means both. But what uh, that is the follow-up album for the Proclaimers that, uh, that never got made, you know what I mean? <laughs> He walked the length of Korea. I mean, it's a bold claim. It really does need a little bit of um, going into because my geography, I, I think, is pretty. I think they're two different islands. I'm not sure. Well, Robbie Knox's brother got across. <laughs> Don't they have a bit in the middle where they're staring at each other though? South and North Korea. That's North and South Korea, but I think yeah. North, I think South Korea is two different islands. 
Well, you might have got a ferry or something, do you know what I mean? <laughs> he may have done. It's still a spectacular <laughs> it walk. Is, isn't it? Particularly if he's walked on water. But a little bit more detail there, Sunshine. Have you ever done a spectacular walk? Or what's the best walk you've done? I should pipe down here because probably the longest walk I've done is uh, from my little town into Hartford, which is the next town. That's about a 55-minute walk, and then I only ever walk one way. I get the train back, which is three <laughs> minutes. So, uh, <laughs> Single, please. Yeah. You, go, you spend a lot of time down by canals and stuff, don't you? I do. I like walking canals, but but canals that have got a railway back the other way. There's a good scene down there as well, near the tunnels. Yeah, all right, OK. How's your mate getting on walking to that island? Get, uh, Robbie, get in touch, mate. You've given us incomplete information. So if you've ever done a spectacular walk and you would like to boast about it on tonight's Home Time Show, we're talking about spectacular walks. Hannah tweets to say, sorry, but how are you two already on? Where is my Monday go? I don't know, is that a compliment? Or... I think that's a good thing. I think it is. Time flies when you're having fun. It is the no-repeat guarantee. Final hour of it, nine to five. Uh, Monday to Friday, nothing repeated while you you listen at work this is home time yeah the first party day has been all right but the next three hours are going to be unbearable <laughs> so talking about uh, spectacular walks on tonight's show uh, this weekend i'm going to go and walk a bit of hadrian's wall with a bunch of friends and it's good to get away get out into the wilderness that kind of thing if you've done a spectacular walk get in touch with us we're still waiting for robbie knox to come back on twitter <laughs> to his brother apparently has walked the length of career which richie's pointed out as a couple of islands worth, yeah yeah, it? yeah so there's some walking on water going on there uh, andy's texted me having to go at my walk says 55 minutes to hartford what are you doing walking backwards and blindfolded hey next time you want to go just give us a bell we'll pick you up in the fire engine which is quite an offer i imagine you'd love that i'll take that weirdly if i'm picturing you going in a fire engine i reckon you put your head out the window like a dog of course i would <laughs> Uh, so, Simon says, spectacular walk, Middlesbrough Town Centre of an evening. Come on now, please. <laughs> uh, Paul has followed up by saying a, he walked along and went to a Swiss glacier to stay overnight in a remote hut. Oh, that sounds great. They're the kind of walks we're after. Uh, Miranda and Mark say, hi, we've just come back from a spectacular walk. We trekked to Everest Base Camp oh. to renew our wedding uh, uh, vows. Wow. At minus 18 degrees for our 20th wedding anniversary. Eight days up, three days down. Wow. Sounds like a carry-on movie, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Laura says, I've walked around the Grand Canyon. That's another one that you can't debate. Is anything other than awesome? That is unbelievable. Uh, keep them coming in. We've got Nikki on the line right now who has walked the whole of Hadrian's Wall. What was that like? We've done it for, well, there's uh, me and two other girls going up for charity and there was three of us and about eight dogs that done it. Okay. Similar kind of uh, uh, intelligence range with the uh, nine other lads that I'm with. What was Hadrian's Wall? Am I going to be impressed by Hadrian's Wall? I'm really worried I'm going to get there and it's not, not much of a wall at all, really. It's just like a couple of feet. not much of a wall. No, no good wall. Is there, the, are there any of those, those thin little slit things that you can fire arrows through? Is any of that going on? Nah, sorry. You're going to be well disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the pub count, Nicky? Um, well, when we walked, when we came to a pub and we were so excited to see a pub to get a drink, it was shut on the day that we got there. <laughs> How long have you worked for the uh, the Cumbrian uh, Tourist Sports, <laughs> Nikki? <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? There should be lots more pubs. We did find one pub on the route, um, but yeah, the other one was, it was just shut and we were, we were so excited to see it as well. And... How long did it take you to do the walk? It was four and a half days because we literally, we done it from one side to the other, so we done the whole 84 miles. Wow. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> Let me be absolutely honest with you. I don't fancy that. They'll be, they'll be flying me back in the chopper or something. I think Prince William's going to have to give me a lift back. It's hard work. And there's a lot of, um, what they call them, styles to, to climb over as well. Oh, I hate them. They, they always think you're going to get your legs trapped in those as well. I hate, it's so confusing. It, it was really hard when we had to carry the dogs over them as well. That didn't help. 
I would pay for Channel 5 to record this and it be some kind of uh, Adrian's rule with Andy Bush. I'd watch that 9 o'clock in the night. It would be a disaster. It really would be a disaster. Kim in Hertfordshire has walked 150 miles, not across Hertfordshire, but across the Sahara Desert Ooh. over six days. Uh, I'm going to... Um walk a bit of Hadrian's Wall this weekend on kind of a lad's holiday so it's going to be fun it's going to be good to get away from the football to be honest with you Uh, but I've been asking for your spectacular walks Richie has uh, poo-pooed a guy called Robbie Knox's uh, claim because Robbie tweeted earlier on saying that his brother had walked the length of career and you've categorically said that couldn't be the case because career is a number of islands yeah so I don't know I mean obviously I know there's a boundary between North and South Korea but quite how he got to the North Island I don't know well uh, let's have a little look here so, yeah, this is quite a few messages coming in. Uh, I'm having to work off my laptop because my computer's broken, so let me just tell you that. Uh, Tom says, North and South Korea are not two separate islands. They're two countries on a peninsula. Get an atlas, lads. <laughs> and then I've had about 15 people tweet me an actual photo from this thing called Google Maps or Google Earth. Have <laughs> you seen it? I mean, it is all just one big lump. There's, there's, there's no islands in there at all. There is a country that's two islands that I'm getting confused about. But ain't the one that uh, Robbie Knox's brother walked, I don't think. New Zealand is two islands. Now the penny drops. You're always getting those two confused, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Zealand, South Korea, North Korea, yeah. OK, well, we can smooth this over. Uh, Evil Gavin Redding says, a friend of mine, Joe, walked the length of Hadrian's Wall a few years ago dressed as a Roman centurion. He raised money for charity. And this person says, walked a few volcanoes in Costa Rica and Nicaragua. How about this? Pete says, I walked the Inca Trail in Peru. Two and a half days of stairs, up to 4,200 metres altitude, but seeing Machu Picchu at the end of it, worth it all. Um, Unbelievable memories, forever. Uh, some incredible walks coming in. Uh, Craig reckons he's got one to add to it. Tell us about it, Craig. Oh, it was about, about uh, 20 years ago now. I was, I was absolutely wasted. I was obviously on my 21st birthday. Right. And, um, <laughs> and like, I was wearing, like, I was obviously back in the day, he wore stone, stone-washed jeans. <laughs> and I went, I went to the kebab house, and I was just like, my hands on the, on the counter, nearly falling asleep, and I just, Weed myself. <laughs> uh, Craig? Yeah, and I tried to get a taxi home and there was no uh, no taxi ran called Taxi who had to take me home because I was absolutely covered. <laughs> yeah. So, so, to, so to the walk, Craig, um, this this big scenic walk you've done, how far was it? I mean, it was probably about, about six, six miles. Right. And it, 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 in, in September, it wasn't the warmest time of the year. Heroic. And just, and just in a, just in a, in a thin, thin shirt, I was absolutely freezing. Well, so, I don't think the thin shirt is the problem. It's the sewn-washed <laughs> jeans are a little bit compromised, isn't it? Where was it from and to, Craig? I was from uh, Walsall in the West Midlands to, uh, to Willinall. Wow, and that's a walk you're never going to forget, right? In those soaked, stonewashed jeans. Yeah, yeah. But by, by the time I got home, my jeans were frozen. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it, Sherpa Tenzing. <laughs> no, no problem. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. If you don't mind, I will, uh, during some of the songs in the next half hour or so, I was planning on eating at work this evening after uh, a little bit of a set two last night. Right. Um, I've been told that the mouthfuls that I'm putting on my fork are too big. Wow. Wow, so that's been brought up to you by 
can we say? Oh, yeah, no, 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 Natalie's brought, uh, brought, brought this one up. She's putting, putting a name to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's come up in a, in a, in a disagreement. I was, I, I got in late after uh, going to the football last night and I was doing myself uh, some, some scrambled egg on toast and uh, sat there watching and saying, that mouthful is way too big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I said, that mouthful is way too big. I've thought this for seven years. Your the, the amount of food you put on one fork is way too big. So she's been, like, storing this for seven years. It's finally bubbled <laughs> up. She has to say something. Tumbled out after seven years last night that the amount of food I'm putting on a fork is too big. Um, so the next the next sort of, like, mouthful I'm cutting, I was saying, all right, well, how does this one measure off? This that's all right. Still too big. Wow. So then I cut the next one down, and it, it was tiny, way too, way too small. She's like, yeah, that's fine. How does anyone eat like that? I don't know. I got told that... Because why I use my cheeks as like a storage device for like a big old mouthful, kind of like when you're moving house and you're you maybe sort of taking a sofa upstairs, you t- tuck a little bit in and then pivot it round. I, yeah. I like pivot a mouthful of food into my cheek and then close my mouth around it. I do a similar thing. I do the old, it's like a bit of a sideways move. Get the end in and then turn it right. Exactly that. Pivot. See, if both of us are doing it, I can't be wrong. This has got to be the way forward. No, but I, I get I get told off by Katie, my other half, for she says to me. Uh, in, sounds like I'm a child. She says, "If I have a chocolate biscuit, she says, in more than one bite, please." Because <laughs> she thinks I eat, I, eat, I put it. In my, I mean, if I have a, a chocolate digestive, yeah. I'll put the whole thing in my mouth and then work on it yep. over five, ten minutes or something like that. You know, uh, chewing it because I don't like having it in my hands for ages because it makes your your hands get all chocolatey. Get out, uh, you know, and in the world of knife and forkism, I don't yep. like getting food on my hands. Thanks. This is the kind of thing that always happens over a weekend. People spend far too much time together and uh, little annoyances happen. So I think yeah. uh, just a little spot audit. What are you getting picked up on right now? For me, it's the size of food that is going on Phew. one fork. <laughs> okay. So what are you getting picked up on? There must be something that you're up against at home right now that you're just getting picked up on all the time. What is it? Little, little spots survey. Kev says, apparently I take my kids to the pub too much. This this might not, that might not be one that's helping the yeah. argument here, Kev. Thanks. Um, I'm getting picked up on the uh, the size of food that I'm putting on my fork as I eat. Apparently it's been a problem for seven years. By the way, can we just say this is not a forum for blokes to get involved and start moaning, alright? No, no, no. Do you know what I mean? Works, it works two ways. It certainly works two ways, but just to add into that, I do get told off for uh, um, eating while standing up in the kitchen. <laughs> Debate you if I'm if I'm like making a like a brew, I I feel like I deserve then a biscuit from the tin whilst the kettle's boiling. Yeah, yeah. But that that's it that's eating and standing or, or eating at the fridge. I do that quite a bit. Also, too many condiments. Pete actually is tweeting about the same thing. He says he gets told off for too much hot Nando sauce on everything. Apparently, she only mentioned this last weekend. Apparently, I'm spoiling her cooking with it. Yeah. <laughs> So much venom in one tweet. <laughs> uh, Ian says, I've just had a telling off for overloading the washing machine. How am I meant to know what four kilos of clothes look like? That is a good point. I find all the buttons on our washing machine absolutely... It's like a hieroglyphics. I've got no idea. Anita says, apparently I hold my fork up and wave it about when I'm chewing food. Uh, Tomato Mum has tweeted us to say, I keep putting my shoes by the shoe cabinet rather than in the shoe cabinet. Safe to say my boyfriend gets very annoyed. Uh, now, Carrie is hanging on. You have a similar point of view with regard too much food at once, Carrie. Oh, no, I get after my kids all the time for um, taking too big a bite. So, you know, I, I'm with you on this one. But we always have a rule that it can't be bigger than the first joint of your thumb. You know, the first where your thumb bends. That's how big your food should be. What's the bit from you, your kind of first thumb knuckle to the end of your nail? That's the maximum yeah, size. Yeah, maximum size. And it works, like, across the ages, right? Because if you're four, 
Your fingers are smaller. Yeah. What, what kind of internment camp are you running in your house there, Carrie? What's going on? This is we ridiculous. Keep a tight ship. We keep a tight ship. Carrie, <laughs> if I look at my thumb, that means that like, I'm not getting much more in my mouth than a kidney bean. Have you seen the size of his hands? It's going to be a, taking five hours to have his tea in the evening. <laughs> Uh, Samantha's on the line. She's got an issue with something that someone said a bit earlier on on Home Time. Is that right? I heard on the radio that someone had said about um, hot sauce, Nando's hot sauce. Um, and I went downstairs and asked my partner, have you texted in um, on a, under a different name, which he hadn't? Um, and it's because I have the same conversation with him pretty much every day. So, so the, the person who texted in earlier on in the show was saying that they get told off for putting hot sauce uh, on Nando's stuff all the time and, and uh, their partner thinks that they ruin it. What's, what's your issue with your partner and what he does? Uh, well, my issue is that he literally pours Nando's hot sauce <laughs> all over his dinner. dinner. <laughs> so let's give us an example. What have you cooked for him that he's then poured Nando's hot sauce over? Oh, literally everything that I cook, he will pour Nando's hot sauce all over. So it could be, obviously, chicken dishes straight over it. My conversation is then with him, why do I waste my time seasoning food uh, for you then to ruin it with your Nando's hot sauce? Samantha, I'm going to support you here. I, I have to say, when I see, whether it's the kids or Natalie seasoning with salt or pepper something that I've cooked yeah. and I've go there's salt in that already or I've seasoned that it's a bit of an insult yeah absolutely it drives me insane but he does it all the time he puts hot sauce on literally everything he sounds like he's out of control what's the future like then are you going to be able to resolve this or is he going to learn or, or try I think I might just let him cook his own dinner going forward <laughs> <laughs> he's saying no he's kicking off in the background yeah, the baby's being fed and he's saying no, absolutely not in the background. <laughs> lot going on. We'll leave you to it. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. On the train on the way in, um, I was uh, sat down and uh, one of the stops, some Italians got on and uh, sat a couple of seats uh, further down to me. Uh, now, some, some history here. I am now learning Italian uh, via Duolingo on my phone. And I yes. was so excited when they sat there because I could hear them talking. And I knew some of the words they were saying. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I just kind of thought, ah, this is, I'm on a 61-day streak on Duolingo right now. And it, I thought to myself, this is working. I can hear what they're saying. She's talking about writing to someone. Scrivo. I know that word. And I wanted to lean across and talk to them. And then I realised that, yeah, I'm doing great guns. But all I could say was, I cook the pork in the milk. And <laughs> that man has a lemon cake in the kitchen. I, I couldn't have said anything worthwhile to them at all. I don't. Are you allowed to just join in? even though you're learning the language. <laughs> I, I'm not sure you're allowed to just join in. Is that not how it works? Hey, guys, just kind of sit down with them. Do you know what I mean? Hey! I need to check the uh, the Duolingo terms and conditions. But, hey, look, if you are of the, the Trickler and Deutschhäuter generation that Bush and myself are, tell me you use those at school. Deutschhäuter sounds like a special interest nightclub. <laughs> no, I did Trickler. You know what, though? It's, it's a shame. They almost shouldn't do languages at school because you, I was not interested in doing it at all. I hate it, if anything, yeah. to be honest with you. But, like, later on in life, you get that second chance of doing a language. It's great fun, isn't yeah, it? Do you it know what I mean? Is, so it is. Delay, you should delay. You know, you can defer. You should defer languages by 25 years. <laughs> then get your trickle or textbook. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Joe is loving, one of the many that are loving the mention of, uh, of trickle or just talking about these uh, Italian people that got on the train. I'm doing Duolingo. I wanted to join in their conversation, just speak to them, just see how, <laughs> see how it hey was guys. going. Hey, guys. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, do you remember in Train Spot in the American tourist that comes in? <laughs> yeah. Shoot in 
in the loose. That's me. Um, yeah, so any of the phrases that you can remember from school? Uh, Joe says, the joys of tricolor. Very useful piece of French is, uh, that I remember. Cochon d'and. Always very helpful to know how to say guinea pig on those holidays to France. That's what that is. I remember that. The weird thing is, I'd love to know how many people listening right now. Have you been to La Rochelle? Who's been to La Rochelle <laughs> listening here? I know they've got a good rugby team. Is that right? Yeah, that's about it. But La Rochelle was everywhere in Trickle. Iconic location. Uh, the only ones that stick in my mind, for some reason, I think Hippodrome is a horse race. That's stuck in my head. And I don't know what this is now. I'm going to have to Google it. Do you remember the Sandicat Initiative? What's oh. the Sandicat Initiative? Because they were always going on about that in Trickle Law. Is that a business centre? We're going to have to find this out. Right, Sandicat Initiative. What is it? Tourist Information Office. <laughs> the, site, the site of many a role play. Oh, and also, when I was a kid as well, it was in tandem, right? There was there was a trickle or book that we were doing. And then, do you remember uh, Joe Brown, the singer? Yes, Sam, Sam Brown was his yeah, daughter. Yeah. He did an inexplicable uh, uh, weekly uh, languages course where we watched him bowling around and talking in Cockney <laughs> English to different bemused French people. And that's how we learned French back in the 80s. It was mad. Couple more classics. Uh, Liz says you might mock but ma voiture est tombée en panne was shouted by me on the Euro Tunnel circa 2012 the only phrase that we always thought was pointless uh, what is I... it? My, bro- my car's broken down oh I didn't know that <laughs> yeah quelle est la date de ton anniversaire what's your birthday nice uh, Dieppe was always the main place involved says Darren we- we're contesting that we're saying it's more La Rochelle 100% La Rochelle and uh, où est la bibliothèque uh, says Rob I think that's where's the disco isn't it I think that might be a library. I think there's a very tiny little bubbling, tiny bit of memory. It's a library. You and me have very, very different nights out. This (laughs) is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's where real music matters, and right now you keep winning a pair of tickets to see Madness and Paul Weller play the Royal Albert Hall next week in aid of the Teenage Cancer Trust, a charity that is close to our hearts. The Teenage Cancer Trust uh, offer support for young people, and their yearly series of gigs they put on goes a long way uh, to help raise not only awareness, but vital funds for the important work that they do. Uh, to back yourself these tickets, we are looking for super fans of Madness and Paul Weller. This is what we've done. Uh, we have reversed a classic song from Madness. If you can give us the name of the song, you could be winning the tickets. But do you know what this song is? <laughs> it's like the little guy from Twin Peaks. <laughs> Do you think they need that a second time? I, I'm not sure I need that a second time. <laughs> I just, they, they, if you know, if you know, you know. Come on. There should be an element of uh, difficulty, so uh, yeah. we won't give them a second time. That's all you get. <laughs> Out of the corner of my eye, there is a producer with his head in his hands. Uh, if he went you... to uni, you did. <laughs> what degree is done for him? Can you tell us, what is this madness oh. song that... No, we're doing it again. <laughs> ..that's been reversed? Oh. It's like shouting from, like, the bowels of hell. This is terrifying, Nick. Jewel, how are you doing? Hiya. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, Where are you calling from and how's your day been? Uh, I'm calling from Wolverhampton in the Midlands. And, yeah, it's been a a good weekend driving back from Wales after doing the high zip wire. So it's been quite an eventful weekend. Oh, is that the zip wire I saw on The Apprentice? That looks amazing. Yes. 
It is amazing. Is there a point where you get up on it? Because my friends have done it and they had like a camera stuck on their head, which I've, I've watched the video of it. At any point, yeah. do you think, oh, I have to get this, to stop this and get off because this is terrible? Terrifying? No, to be fair. No, and I don't like heights either, to be honest. Wow. wow. Uh, going down yeah, Well, let's see if we can uh, get all the good vibes going into your Monday evening as well. What was the song? Brilliant. One Step Beyond. Let's have a listen. Listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockinest, rock steady beat of madness. One step. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, you are off to see them and Paul Weller at the Royal Albert Hall in support of the Teenage oh, Cancer Trust. Fantastic. And that's close to my heart as well, because my daughter had leukaemia when she was a kid, so... No, yes, it's an amazing charity, does some amazing work, and it's an amazing, it's such an amazing thing to be part of at the Royal Albert Hall. So enjoy, have a break. Your, your week's getting better and better, you, isn't it, eh? Isn't it, I'm going to buy a lot for ticket tomorrow. <laughs> there we go. Split the winnings with me and Richie, come on. <laughs> good, to, good to talk to you. Have a brilliant Monday night. If you weren't lucky enough to win the tickets tonight, then you can still buy yours now at absoluteradio.co.uk. The Teenage Cancer Trust are presenting a series of gigs for the whole week, including the likes of Ed Sheeran, Liam Gallagher and The Who. Get involved. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Just one more thing about my pre-match food yesterday as well. Where do they get the mayonnaise from? Those uh, those kind of uh, burger joints. Because that didn't taste like any Hellman's or Heinz I've ever had. It was a very, very sweet mayonnaise. I would say probably not worth finding out.